0: great day to have a great day you know why accounting twins are back oh (laughs) no i got taylor swift tickets i mean also yes but like i got taylor swift tickets and like that's a once in a lifetime phenomenon um it's a great day to have a great day because i'm having a Lacroix. (laughs) anyways everyone welcome back (laughs) to season three episode eight of the accounting twins podcast we are so splendidly happy that you are here today. First off, I want to let you guys know that we we're talking to Joel, one of our producers. Um, and he said that we have to have a name for everyone who listens to the podcast. So you guys are called our twinsies, which I think is freaking uh, hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it's like when there's a like I'm, I'm, I'm a Swifty because I love Taylor Swift. So Like there are twinsies. Yes. Oh, I love it. I hope you all like that. And if you don't, let us know of another name. But this is my favorite name, so we're probably going to keep it anyways. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I'm here for it. Anyways, today's episode is going to be really fun. Norma met with someone talking about getting her CPA. I'm going to talk about work per usual, how to be a good worker, how to be proactive and everything. I'm going to talk about the company I work for. I'm just really glad I work for a company that values me and my peers. And Norma's going to have some fun talking about, I guess, like a realization that she had. Would you call it that? Yes, a realization. I almost said hypothesis, but that doesn't fit into this. But That's anyways. an if-then statement. <laughs> anyways, so if you've all been keeping up with the podcast, which I assume you are, I think it was episode three or four. I was just talking about how I'm very overwhelmed with all of my CPA studying. Specifically, I just feel like I have to know an abundance of information that I personally don't think is going to be applicable to my career path. And I know that I'm a little biased when I come to this realization, where I was like, this is so much. And I asked for listeners to reach out if they wanted to speak about this. Well, that ICORN CPA, he owns ICORN Tax and Financial LLC in Ohio. He was incredibly nice and reached out to me on Twitter and LinkedIn, and we had a call this past Friday just about the CPA exams, and he provided his perspective to me like, okay, I understand there is a lot of information on the CPA exams, and some of it may not be useful, but looking back in a few years, once you're doing your work, you're going to realize all of this was super helpful within the work that you're doing now. For example, he was just saying even on, like when he's doing tax returns, he has to understand the basics of a business to understand why he's uh, the companies are making these decisions and whatnot. So we just honestly had a great conversation about just the CPA exams. He was incredibly nice giving his perspective and it was just something I personally really appreciated because I was looking for a counter opinion to what I have and now it's making me appreciate my studying more. Yeah, that's really nice that he reached out to you. And as weird as this sounds, it's nice that he does tax because you've always said you don't see a point in taking a tax part of the exam. So he was the complete opposite idea of what you want to do. And so he had a different opinion than you. And I thought that's really cool that he was able to provide that insight for you as well as give the opposite opinion. Honestly, yeah, we had a great conversation. He said, I can reach out whenever I'm studying for the tax exam. So I know I will be because tax and I just aren't friends. Like, I just don't have the mind to do tax. But the perspective that he brought was greatly appreciated because now I'm still doing my BEC studying. It's like, yet at some points I'm like, well, this is a lot of information. I'm getting super overwhelmed, but I'm not upset about it at this point. Exactly. And you were telling me that I made like a really good point. Like everything you learn helps with everything you do, whether or not you know it. Like, yes, you may be specializing in audit, but you will be having to use some tax information. Like he does tax, he may have to use some audit information. So like, it's good to hear from other perspectives outside of the two of us about these types of things, because it's just you and me talking to each other here. So it's nice to have a third party come inside and share these opinions and viewpoints. Yeah, it was really nice. And there was one thing that he brought up that I want to share with you all that is really changing my perspective. He's like, the CPAs are super, super helpful. And it gives you just a diversity of knowledge because you don't want to over-specialize in one part of accounting. Because if you do, you kind of just get like tunnel vision at that point and you're not thinking about outside factors. So this made me think of well, with Rebecca's um, LDP rotation within Axon, yes, she's going through so many different departments so she can find out which department is for her. But it's also helping her get experience with all the other sides of accounting. So then, when she does find her part, her department, she's doing the work, but not thinking just solely in the department she's working. Like if she ends up being accounts payable, she's not going to just have an accounts payable mindset. Exactly. Like, I, do you remember when we were in like elementary school or middle school, and like every Friday we had to learn about a growth and a stagnant mindset? This definitely gives us the ability to have a growth mindset and see every piece of the puzzle, and then what the picture it is. So, like you taking your CPA exam and studying all those different things, you're not just one piece of the puzzle. You get to see everything and how each piece is dependent on each other. Yeah, and it just makes me realize, like. Knowing all this information, I'm really going to understand the business that I'm auditing better. I'm really going to understand the industry and my client. So although it is an abundance of information, I do need to realize how beneficial it is. And overall, it's really going to help me. Yeah. So bringing up my LDP rotations and everything, I really wanted to talk about being proactive in a workplace. So. I realized, not that I did like anything bad within my first few months of work, but when I was stuck on something, I would just ask someone for help and be like, I don't know how to do this one problem. Can you help me with this one problem? Now I'm being a lot more proactive in this and I'm being, hi there, I'm doing uh, revenue by customer. I'm having difficulty with this part. Can you please send me the file to last quarter's revenue by customer? That way, I can figure out the problem on my own and learn how exactly the pieces of this puzzle are made, which is so important. Like, I've done that with a lot of different things. i have been doing it with shipping completeness, order completeness. I'm actually going to do it with quote approvals tomorrow. So instead of asking for help to do one specific problem, I'm being proactive and trying to solve the problem myself. There's nothing wrong with asking for specific help. Like, totally. I do that all the time. But sometimes if you're going to be working on something a few times, maybe it might be beneficial to go back and learn it by itself on its own and doing it by yourself so you can figure it out for yourself if it's going to be your own project. Yeah, you're basically just teaching yourself by trial and error. I think I definitely struggled with that during my internship this summer where if I didn't know something, I would just go ask my senior, Jeff, And then looking back at it now, I should have been like probably trying to attempt it and understand it myself just a little more before I asked him. So it's great that you finally realize that because in the end, it might take you a little bit longer to understand and figure out what you're doing. But because you went through that process of trial and error, you're going to remember how to do it more going forward. Exactly. So... I have been tasked with working on quote approvals. So pretty much when a customer signs a contract or a quote saying that they want 10 tasers, then um, the finance department has to go through that quote and make sure all the math looks right, make sure that all of the numbers add up. If they're ordering 10 tasers, they're ordering 10 cartridges and 10 left holsters, like that type of stuff. And it sounds super simple right now, but when they're placing millions of dollars worth of orders, there's so many things that could go wrong. And so when you approve the quote, if you approve it and it's not supposed to be approved, that means we might have to go back and make a post-adjustment journal entry. And so like that's not very good. So this is the time where I am specifically asking for help because like if I mess up, it could mess up the revenue recognition and all those things. So to be somewhat proactive in this while also being straightforward to ask for help, I have asked two people if I can shadow them when they are doing these quote approvals because I don't want them just to sit there and teach me how to do these things. I want to be able to see them as they work through a lot of different types of quotes and how they approve them and follow their steps. Because I don't want them to just sit there with me and work on one quote and then I hang up the call and go back. I want to be able to understand every different type of quotes there are. Contract rewrites, full cancellation with credit, termination, um, upsells, delivery adjustments, all those types of things. Like I want to be proactive in it. If you want to make your way up in a company, You can't always just ask for someone to hold your hand. You got to say, hey, can you push me on the bike with training wheels? Yeah, and I think that if you're a student or someone who's going into the workforce for the first time, whether it be an internship or something, I think that's also great advice is to learn by doing, not just by asking. Like, It's great if you ask questions, but sometimes you need to try to solve a problem for yourself before you go and ask someone because you'll probably understand it more. Kind of like if you're in school and you're doing a problem, like, I don't know why I'm thinking of math at first, but if you're doing like a math problem, you kind of got to attempt it yourself before you ask someone else, like, to find out what X is. You you have to make a few mistakes. And like in life, you say you don't learn unless you fail. Like, I think I would rather trust someone who was very successful but had a lot of failures because it shows their effort. And if... Agreed. Yeah, so if you're going through an internship, they might choose an intern or a candidate who seems to be, yes, they're asking great questions and learning a lot, but they're showing a lot more effort by trying to figure out the problem before they ask for help. Exactly. And you don't always have to go ask one person for example, I was working under one singular person for a task, I do not want to have to go ask her every single time and take away from her precious work time because she is a fabulous worker. Instead, I would go ask other people who also worked under her and be like, hey, can you advise me during this? I know I've talked about this so many times, but I love the company I work at. And I think I found a great way to put it into terms that this company is so excited for the growth and the knowledge of its workers. And they value our curiosity and they value our growth. They want us to like, get to know each other outside of the office. They don't want us to just be coworkers. They want us to be peers. So, for example, I just work in the accounting department. That's all I'm doing right now. But they let me take half a day off so I could join um, National Manufacturing Day and see a tour of the entire manufacturing office. I got to make a cartridge. Granted, that will not be shipped out to customers because, you know, knowing me, it probably didn't work. I got to see how they made some of the tasers. Mm, I have no idea. It was one of the last. I think it was like a month and a half ago. It was so cool to shoot a taser. I get to. I got to try the VR sets and like one of the things they do to get people to get to know the VR sets is they have a game called Tasers versus Zombies. So like, it's like an Oculus, but I'm playing a game and pretending to have a taser and I'm shooting zombies and it's terrifying. Anyway, so cool. It was so cool. And then in January, they're doing a huge sales kickoff. They like rent out a hotel venue part for this, and the LDP is going. And granted, I cannot attend the whole week because it's the first week of January, so it's like year end close. So like I'm excessively busy. But they're gonna do a whole learning thing for the LDP. We get to see all of these cool products and all that stuff. The company just really values every single individual worker. Which is so freaking cool. Like, this upcoming Sunday, they were able to get us tickets for the Suns games. Granted, Axon has like an entire box seat there. So they gave the tickets to the LDP so we can all bond together and we get to sit courtside and watch the Knicks play. Like, isn't that freaking cool? That's so cool. What the heck? I want to... I know. Can you have like bring your and sister today and I can come with? <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't know if we switched out, so that's up to you. And then tomorrow we have dinner with the COO. Every LDP, we're all going to dinner and the COO is taking us out for dinner, which is so cool because the COO started out in the LDP program when he was younger. He literally went all the way up the chain, I guess you would say. And it is now one of, is like, is like the number two person in the company. And that's I get to go to dinner so, with him. That's so exciting. That, I really like that because like, it also shows like how, close knit of a company, y'all. If that makes sense. And it shows how you would never see like Like, the bottom of the totem pole hit like going out with the top of the totem pole. That really is so amazing. See, it's like there's not even a totem pole, which is so, so nice. Like I have just as much say and just as much as importance as anybody else in the company. Like obviously, maybe not for like super big stuff, but like I feel very respected compared to all of my peers who were older than me, more experienced than me, and have worked harder than me. Not worked harder. <laughs> worked longer. I worked just as hard as anyone else. Why? Because I cried during quarter three so I could get all my work done. Anyways, that was that was a lot about my company. Norma, let's hear about you. Let's hear about life. Um, I'm just really busy right now. It's November, so that means it's like end of midterm seasons and this is like in my opinion, when project season starts, like a lot of final projects. Whew, I had I had a presentation today. I thought it went very well, to be honest. I thought it was like, I did pretty great. But I didn't. I got B on it. And I get it. Some of the content was whatever. I also got graded. Like if some of my group mates made a mistakes, so we all it was like a group effort. So we all got knocked off for it. But like, I've talked about this before. I get feedback that I move my hands too much. I am making such a conscious effort to, like, keep my hands to myself. But I think I'm not moving my hands around that much. Like, I have significantly improved. I legit, while I was talking, I had my hands in front of me and I moved them all around only if necessary. And it's also, it's a way of expression. I think if I had to keep my arms by myself, like when I'm looking at myself when we're doing the video recording, if I'm like, oh my God, I'm moving my hands. too much, I put them down? I forget what I'm going to say because just moving my hands is so natural for me. So I have a lot of respect for my professor, but at some point I know that this is how I most efficiently present in front of communicators. And communicate. That's really and hard. And a lot of, like, I ask my classmates every single time, I'm like, was I moving my hands too much? And they're like, like, no. And it's like, they can be honest with me because we all give each other feedback, so it's frustrating, and then that kind of just made my day go downhill. But
1: whatever. it's just
0: frustrating it's because in the real world, no one's gonna. Let's say you're making a huge deal with a client; no one's gonna decline it because you're moving your hands around. Like obviously, you shouldn't be like doing the disco and like playing with your fingers twenty-four-seven, but. Just because you are messing around with your hands and moving them when you're talking does not mean you're not good at what you do. I'm sitting here moving my hands when I'm talking. If anything, it helps emphasize my words and showcase what I'm talking about. And to be honest, it helps me like get rid of my anxiety when I'm presenting. Like it's just a way I I express myself. So I have a lot of respect for this professor. However, this is the one piece of feedback I'm just like. You have your opinion on this. I've spoken with my classmates. If unless I am told in another setting, like from another professor that this is bothersome and I have a few more presentations down the rest of the semester, I'm just going to do what I do best because it helps me. And that's that. I have like a kind of funny, kind of like realistic thing to talk about. So last week, my roommates and I were talking And I don't necessarily know how I got, how we got to this topic of conversation, but my roommate, Kale, he's an engineer and he was just talking about like how he likes engineering. It's like stressful, but not stressful enough. He can do well under pressure if need be. And it made me come to the realization that I think accounting is such an amazing profession for me because yes, it can be stressful. We all know like, oh, I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I have to do it by this time. And sometimes there's, there's problems you can't figure out. But it's a great profession for me because if I'm stressed out, if I don't know the answer, I don't have to figure it out right away. I'm, I am I'm, grateful enough that I stand up, get away from my desk five minutes, maybe do a different work paper, and then come back to the problem that I need to address. But I could not do science like being a surgeon where, like, I'm doing surgery on a heart and I need to figure out the problem within five seconds or my patient dies. Like, no, I, I can't do that. Like, I would just, like if I had a flight or fight response, I would have a flight response. Like, I'm not going to be able to solve the problem right then and there. No, you are, you are no Meredith Gray, and that's for sure. You're good at what you do, but you could never um be like, oh my gosh, there's an artery open. What do we do? And they're like, mm, stitch it, suture. I don't know. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy a lot lately. But I just don't think we are the type of people where we can be like, oh my gosh, we have 10 seconds to make a decision or else something terrible can happen like you and I are very practical realistic thinkers like weird just like we like following steps and directions and of course every career has that but like some things can go terribly wrong in careers and you and I are just like I'm too scared yeah exactly so like for example this summer when I was working on a client I was doing an employee benefit plan and there was a problem with one of like someone's Roth um, contribution and Jeff and I could not figure it out for the life of us. Like I spent an hour looking at it and I was getting so, so frustrated where I was like, Jeff, give me just a little bit longer. Like I need to take a break from it. So I was able to work on a different work paper and work on our project for the internship. And then I came back to it and we figured it out. So that's what I like about this career so much is, yes, everything has a deadline, but this is the type of environment where you don't need to solve it asap. You just have a little time to your, like, to figure it out. It's not a life or death situation. Yeah, um, I love you, Norma, but if you ever had to perform surgery on me, I wouldn't let that happen. No, I, I sorry, guys, like, if we ever have a zombie apocalypse, like when Becky was talking about zombies versus tasers and someone got hurt, don't come to me for medical advice. I'll put a bandaid on it and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no exactly that's that's all she's gonna do i just want to share that with you guys because especially if you're a student and you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out what kind of profession you want to do that to me is such a benefit of accounting because i can come back to it later and other professions you can't you gotta Take figure it out right then and there i think that's it for this episode we've had a lot to talk about i am so so excited for your next episode because so it's Thanksgiving next week. Becky's going to be in uh, town for the week. And we were talking last week on the phone. And I was talking about Ben's class, my audit class, how much I love it. And she's like, can I come to class? So I asked, I talked to Ben and Becky's coming to class with me next week. It's bring your sister to class day. Woo-hoo. Even though I'm the only sister going. And she's like, do you want to participate? I and I was like, Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to do school ever again. I'll I'll sit pretty and listen. (laughs) Yeah, because we're having like a discussion day. We have like a research and like a research article and a case to look at and then we discuss it. So Becky's going to be there. I'm so excited because she finally gets to meet Ben and Ben's the best professor. And I'm so excited because, and then I think it will be a great thing to talk about in the next episode because Becky can just reminisce. On her time away from being out of the classroom, whereas I am still in. <laughs> I'm not going to reminisce on it. I'm going to cry from it and be like, I'm never going back. And then after, we're going yeah, to get dinner with some friends who I was in accounting classes with. And I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm excited for you to experience Ben and actually, like, realize why I like his class so much. Like, it's amazing. Like you, Yeah. If that's a very all good professors point. would like, were like him, Becky would probably be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. No reason why. I just want a, just want a professor like Ben. <laughs> maybe maybe without the student debt. But anyways, I have some Taylor Swift to listen to in preparation for the next few months of tour. So um, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm going to go drink my LaCroix and study. <laughs> Hope you have a fabulous week and we will catch you on the next episode of the Accounting Twins podcast. Don't forget to leave us reviews on any and all of our platforms. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. And thank you guys for listening. Bye, Quincy!